Welcome to Summon Your Superhuman. I'm your host, Ria Mestiza, holistic health coach, mind-body performance practitioner, and this is the Pull the Curtains Back insight into how everyday superheroes have experienced tapping into their superhuman potential. To go from fear, frustration, and struggle to soaring next-level astronomical heights, I believe we all have more amazing within us than we know. I believe we all have unique superpowers, and I believe we all deserve to be our superhuman best. So let's dive in. Welcome back, superhuman. Today, I am so excited that I had to get up at super early o'clock to speak to this wonderful woman who is located on the East Coast, about an hour and a half out of New York City. Her name is Trisha Robinson. And I love that one of the first things that she puts in, in terms of how she introduces herself is that she is a wife, a mom, a triathlete, and a coach who is on a mission to help moms focus on self-care so that they can gain back their energy, feel strong, and empowered to fulfill their dreams. She grew up in Indiana, where she got her bachelor's in chemical engineering at Purdue University and went to work for General Electric for 17 years. She got her MBA from Carnegie Mellon, managed multiple business centers and became Six Sigma Black Belt Certified, which I've learned is a pretty big deal when you're in the corporate space. Now, before we go any further than that, because obviously this is your corporate background, let's, I mean, that's a big chunk of time there. So I don't want to just skip over it. <laughs> 17 yeah. years is like a couple of chapters of life. So um, you were working with, I mean, General Electric's a big company. So yeah. Tell us a little bit about your, your tenure, your time there, or that yeah, part well, of your it's life. About, as a chemical engineer, GE was a massive um, recruiter at Purdue University, and I started with their plastics division and uh, realized pretty early on that I really didn't love the plastics world and I wanted to get in medicine, but I wasn't ready to go back to college to become a doctor. So I decided, let me see what it's like to work at GE Healthcare. And I ended my career out in the field and managed engineers and install CT, MRI, X-ray, ultrasound. So I would spend my days four to eight hours a day, three to five days per week the last couple of years, um, visiting doctors, visiting installs, visiting hospitals, and just seeing our equipment in action. I, I loved the job for many, many, many years. And it was exciting and cool that the technology that I actually helped build earlier in my career, because I actually made CT scanners, that's how I became black belt certified, that wow. um, I was making technology that was helping save lives, that was providing information to doctors so that they can save a life. So that was really cool for a long time until it wasn't <laughs> anymore. <laughs> Becoming a mother changed a lot of things. And traveling four to eight hours a day, three to five days per week, just took a real toll on my, my body, everything. That's a busy life schedule. Like traveling takes a toll on your body, the stress, the, the work hours, you know, that's 17 years of that. That's a lot. Well, I would, so I would say the last 10 years, I was doing this substantial amount of travel, but even before, like at the company at GE, if you didn't get 10% better every year, you were like, you're out. So you're constantly constant improvement, um, tons of personal development, tons of self-development. You really just had to level up every year. That was just the environment where I worked. And I thrived on that for very, like a long time until mm -hmm. I got married and had kids. And it was just like, it. I think 
everybody can do it for a short period of time. Mm -hmm. um, not everybody can do it for 30 years. And I initially thought, yes, this is my place. I'm going to retire here. And I little did I know I retire at 39 and not at 65. <laughs> wow. So did you try to, um, once you had kids, did you try to go back into that world or did you just know that that was it? <laughs> I had my first daughter and managing one child and that career was manageable. Um, when the second child came along and I was nursing, um, I ended up nursing my second daughter till she was past two, but I quit when she was 18 months. I knew right away after I tried coming back to work that emotionally, physically, like I was exhausted. I was just tired. And I think any parent out there knows it's hard to be a working parent especially if you're nursing a child and the child's not sleeping and you're trying to be on your A game and you're working you know, with hospitals and they're paying you millions of dollars to support them, you want to be the best you could possibly be. And I just didn't have it in me anymore to do all the things I needed to do to be on my A game for work and then manage my life. So I, uh, I waited probably a year too long before I resigned. I did try to find a different job and, and, times were of that, that it just, I don't know, cycles had changed. I, I wasn't, um, I wasn't in the right place at the right time to get the job that was meant for me at this moment in my life. And I just decided I need to take care of my health. And uh, sadly I needed five hand surgeries and two elbow surgeries to recover. And that took about six years of my life. So the thought of going back into corporate America was just not something on my priority list because I uh, didn't leave with the happiest of feelings, even though I had many, many happy years there. The yeah. last couple were extremely painful. <laughs> so a little yeah. dramatic. I didn't want to have to experience that one again. Well, yeah, but I mean, it, it, most people don't take that uh, time to make a big decision like that until something unfortunately bad happens that makes yeah. them open their eyes. You know, you just keep going, you're a clog in the wheel and you're pushing yourself and, you know, and then you had your first child and then now you're, you, you're sleep deprived for other reasons and you're juggling a schedule for other reasons. And then, yeah, it's, it's a, a lot going, going on there. And I, and I'm happy to be able to unpack that a little bit because it's, it's important. You know, there's some mums now might be listening who uh, have little ones at home and are thinking about going back to corporate or, you know, so I think uh, uh, that part of your life is, is, very, very interesting. And a lot of, wow, a lot of surgeries there, Trisha. <laughs> Knowing what you yeah. do now, I'm thinking, wow. <laughs> I know. I never imagined I could do now what, I, <sighs> what I'm doing with all the surgeries I had. But, you know, I'll say one thing, and I think it's really important for all, all people in general, but especially women, is we were given intuition. So don't ignore that. And there were many signs that came my way that said, Trisha, you need to stop what you're doing. Multiple signs. And I just kept saying, no, I got to keep going. I got to keep going for whatever reason. I was tied to this identity of I'm this strong corporate, like I can do everything, mom. I'm the super mom hero. I can do everything. And my husband's job was incredibly intense and he just wasn't around. And I thought, you know, we have these two beautiful kids. I can't even clean dishes anymore. I, I mean, I literally lost the ability to use my hands. I dropped a dish in the sink and I was like, I can't drop my kid. And uh, I thought, what, what am I doing here? Do we have enough money where I could quit my job? And the reality was we had enough money that we could survive without me tearing my health apart. Yeah. Um, and I know that not everybody has that option, 
but most people can find something different once mm-hmm. they realized they're miserable. Like life is too short to, to be miserable in your circumstances. So when, when the universe sends you a sign, mm-hmm. like, listen, <laughs> and so now I do, if I'm hurting, yeah. I stop, <laughs> you know, I know the difference between good pain and bad pain. Um, when I feel something in my gut, I listen to it. I trust it. I don't just, you know, dismiss it because I, I realize how impacted my family was for me to have six years to recover from surgeries and not being able to use my hands effectively like that, that had a really negative impact on, on myself and my family. So I never want to go through that or put my family through that again. Yeah, that's, that's massive. And it, it, we do, you know, we women, and I, I, don't, I don't want to say just women, because I know, I know a lot of hardworking men who are exactly the same, you know, they keep, we keep pushing, you know, you know, it's not great for you, but you just think that that's what you're meant to do uh, until something bad happens and literally your hands are taken away from you. Uh, then you, <laughs> then you're, you're forced to uh, reassess so in, in 2012 was when you thought, nah, I'm going to hang up my corporate career here and focus on being a full-time mom at that stage. Was that correct? Uh, sometime around that. Yeah. It's almost been, it was 2011 when I think I resigned. Okay. Wait, wait. no, Priya was born in 2011, mm-hmm. 2012. I knew I needed to quit. I think it was 2013. All the years are blending together. <laughs> It'll be 10 years next year. So ah, okay. uh, 2013, I officially resigned, but 2012 in January, that was the first time when I went back to work and I realized this is not, not going to be what I thought it would be. Yeah. Mom or two young kids and traveling like crazy. It's just was not the right move for me. Yeah. And that's part of that intuition is when it doesn't feel right in your body, like it doesn't feel right showing up every day. You just, cause you know, it's wrong. Like it's not right for you yeah. uh, essentially. And then you had another hiccup in 2017 that sort of threw you off course again. So with you had a, <laughs> Yeah, I was driving my kids home. So I eventually healed pretty well. Um, I still didn't have full use of my hands and I wasn't strong. I had zero strength, um, but I could drive a car and I could basically function as a, as a human. Um, I was driving home, driving my kids home from school and out of nowhere, this car came out of the driveway and literally as a hit and run accident, they, they oh my hit my car and they kept hitting my car as they drove down the street. And I had my kindergartner and my, my, a second grader in the car and luckily they weren't injured, but I sustained some neck and shoulder issues. And that was the end of me being able to do much of anything. I was like, what? I just got better. And now I'm, now I'm like this invalid again. And I did not like the feeling of that. I thought I was kind of over that feeling. And, um, it took me a long time. I worked with a chiropractor, but even then, because I had this injury, whenever I tried like lifting weights or trying to do stuff at home, I would re-injure myself. And I just realized I didn't have the right knowledge to be able to work with my body. And I hired a personal trainer and that changed everything for me. Mm. But that was a couple of years later though, wasn't it? So you had obviously, yeah. So it took, sadly, <laughs> sadly, I didn't, uh, it was about a year and a half after the car accident. Yeah. Um, I, I, I just kind of randomly walked in, it wasn't exactly randomly, but I, I walked into this place uh, to, for business reasons, as I had, I had a, a supplement business and I wanted to see if he was 
be willing to sell supplements to his clients. And he's like, Hey, let me give you a free workout. I'm like, Hey, free. I'm all for a free personal training session. And it was so phenomenal. And what he showed me was how he took people who had injuries, essentially they felt broken and he fixed them. And, and there was a picture of this woman who was 65 years old. And I, I wanted to look like that. Like I'm too young. I'm 40. I think I was 44 at the time. And I'm like, I don't want to look like I am right now. I want to be strong. I want to feel like powerful. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, I can help you with that. And I trusted him and he was That's right. Awesome. That's great. Yeah. So I, that was December, 2018. I joined my very first personal training gym. I was 44 years old and I dusted off an old dream of becoming a triathlete that I had written yeah. um, during the pains of recovery from my hand surgeries. And I was like, can you help me with this dream? And they're like, yeah, we can help you with that dream. Great. So prior to that, had you done any like gym work? Had you, have you, you know, done any sort of training, physical, physical training? Yeah. So I, in college, I would go with my boyfriend to the gym. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was physically pretty active. Um, when I started working at GE, they had an amazing gym facility and I worked every day at lunch. I worked out. We did a lot of classes. We did boxing. I don't do that anymore. Uh, we did spin classes and I would periodically do weightlifting. Mm-hmm. Um, when I, after all of my hand surgeries, I was trying to like get back into things. And so I did some online workouts through Beachbody, which helped me. I mean, I, I went from, I couldn't do anything to, oh, I'm feeling stronger and capable again. And then I had my car accident and I tried to go back to those workouts and my forms was just probably never right to begin with, but with the injury, it, mm. it, it, I just needed to build strength in different areas before I tried doing the workouts. Um, and honestly, once I joined the personal training gym, I never went back to online workouts yeah. because I love the environment of the gym. I loved having the personal interaction because they knew exactly what I needed to work on versus some video, which could be fine for a lot of people, but it was, it's more personalized care. And then that's what I felt like I needed and it worked well for me. Yeah, especially after you, you, all you had gone through, you know, like you talked about how it took you a long time to uh, get over the hand and elbow surgeries. And then you had a car accident, which sounds like it was more than just a physical blow. Obviously, it was kind of a compounding emotional blow as well, which then led you now down another path of having to get over that uh, on many, many levels, yeah. um, you know, because it's... <sighs> And, and I know you've spoken about this quite publicly that, you know, that was quite a challenging time for you, you know, emotionally, right? Like you ended up putting on a ton of weight and just, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I gained, I, I was as heavy as I had been when I was pregnant with my second daughter without being pregnant. And I looked, I was like, no way. I, this is not me. This is, this is not my identity. I, this is not unacceptable, mm-hmm. but I had spent the entire summer eating ice cream and sitting at the pool with my kids eating Doritos, which I don't eat anymore. Uh, but I, I just kind of felt so blah and I didn't do anything to feel better. Cause I was like, I don't care. I can't do anything anyway. Cause every time I tried, I just hurt myself. So yeah. I just became this lazy bum and that wasn't my identity either, but it was, I was depressed. I was depressed. <laughs> I wasn't eating the great foods, which was contributing to the depression. And once I saw, once I 
when it's on the scale with a doctor, I was like, oh God, because I didn't own a scale before then. I never weighed myself. I just, mm. if I felt good, my clothes felt fit. But what happens nowadays is all the stretchy clothes and something could still fit <laughs> without really fitting you. Yes. And I didn't realize the impact of, oh, I, I can fit in a, in a bathing suit, but then I try to put on pants and it was like, whoa, these, this, I can't zip these suckers up. Mm-hmm. And so I started walking again. I used to walk when we had a dog. And I realized once, once I started walking and just moving again, it was like, oh my God, I feel so much better. Like I feel a lot better. You're out in nature, you're getting fresh air. Um, that September, so I was still like five months after the car accident. I started walking at least an hour every single day and my whole family noticed a difference. And it was one of those things where, especially even on the weekends, it was easy to walk when the kids were in school, but every Saturday and Sunday, Mommy didn't do anything else until she got her walk in. And I think it's really important for other moms to hear, like your family will adjust to you taking care of you. You know, there's so much guilt. Oh, I can't take care of anybody else. Well, I was pretty broken and I couldn't take care of my family because I was broken. So if I wasn't fixed, if I wasn't emotionally right, if I wasn't physically right, I couldn't be the best for my family. And they noticed, they noticed the difference when I got my walk in versus you know, I don't get my walk in and then I don't have the positive, happy feelings and the vitamin D and all the things, good things about being outside and how it helps you. So even though I wasn't strong at that time, I couldn't lift weights. I couldn't lift more than five pounds. At least I was getting movement in my day and that helped so much. I just felt so much better. And, and the family adjusted, they just adjusted Mm -hmm. to me making sure I got my walk in, whether it was either while the kids were at school or when they were home on the weekends, they just knew nothing happened before that. So yeah, uh, it's, it's a really important to make yourself a priority every day. hundred percent. And I love that you added every day because it's not just a periodic thing or just on the weekends. It's every day, you know, and the fact that your family noticed the change in you, um, and how you show up because once you allow that time to fill your own cup first and um, and get out with nature, clear your head, get your head on right, then you show up as a better mom and wife uh, throughout the day and throughout the decisions you make as well throughout the day, because emotionally, you know, and I think it's important that you, you mentioned that is that when you're unhappy with yourself, you just, and you don't want to know how much weight you're putting on. You just eat the tubs of ice cream and you just emotionally <laughs> eat to make yourself feel, feel better. I, mean, I know you and I have joked about how much we love ice cream, but like, it's just, it, we do those things to make ourselves feel better, but it's only in the interim. And then reality catches up to us and we're like, okay, I actually what don't I feel real. I feel terrible. Like I hate how I feel and look, um, let's time to take action. And mm-hmm. it was, it was great to hear that, you know, being, taking some time for yourself actually has been part of your whole journey. You know, the fact that you had a job that had a gym that had facilities is fantastic. And you took advantage of that and personal development and growth has always been a big part of your life. So it's, it's great to see that that transition into a, a, a different way of life for you now you know, in your, your new career of being the best mom and wife. Um, you know, I love seeing all your posts about being with your kids and everything like that. It's, it's really, you, I wanted to introduce you as a super mom, to be honest. I used to know <laughs> I, I wanted to be a super mom. I'm like, in my eyes, you're already, you are a super mom. <laughs> so yeah, I think all of those things is, 
you started off with just walking and then now you've entered this gym by no coincidence because I don't believe in those and now you've gone actually I had this dream of being a triathlete can you help me with that yeah so I had during my healing process the very first um, thing I did before I got into the beach body online workouts and I was just a customer there, but it was, it was great. It was, um, there was a woman who did mantras and movements and it was really to help people who ha- were not moving. <laughs> so I was saying all these positive mantras that were helping my mind. It was getting my mind straight. And then I was doing very, very simple movements. And uh, part of that process, she's, she wanted us to dream. She just wanted us to, you know, sit in a quiet room and which was, I was able to do when my kids were at school or sleeping or my husband had them. And um, I just wrote, she had like prompts. And I, and one of those things was like, what would be an impossible dream? Something you never imagined you could ever do. You know, maybe it's a marathon. And I wrote, I don't ever want to write a marathon. That's, I don't like to run. My body hurts too much. That's basically what I said. Cause I had read, you know, I could do a couple of miles, but my body hurt. So I'm like, I'm not doing a marathon, but I could do a triathlon because I knew they had sprint triathlons. So I just had to be good enough to be able to, you know, swim, bike, you know, 10 miles or so, and then run 3.1 miles. I'm like, I, I can manage that. Maybe it's still impossible right now, but I'm definitely never doing a marathon. That's what I thought mm-hmm. at the time. And, um, once I started feeling better, I took a lot of supplements. I uh, did a lot of more mindset work. Mm. My body didn't hurt. And that's when I thought, huh, wait a second here. Five years ago, I wrote down this dream. I could be a triathlete. And the personal trainers were so excited at the gym. They're like, oh yeah, we've got, you know, it was like a challenge for them too. To take this person who was basically an invalid and make her be a triathlete was, yeah. was, uh, it was a win for everybody. It's huge. And so you started that journey take us through because I I know I know where you've gone from then but yeah how did how did it start so it started with um well first of all tons of changing my diet eating very healthy food uh taking supplements which helped me reduce all the inflammation in my body that helped substantially and so after I was getting that straight um, I was going to the gym about once per week, but I had to learn how to run because I wasn't a runner. So I had to go from zero miles to 3.1 miles. And that took me about two months. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I would be the, with a personal trainer one day a week. She would help get me strong, he or she, whichever one was working on me that week. And then I uh, would try to run on the treadmill because it was January. Uh, I think I joined in like December, but January is when I signed up for the race. And I had until June 3rd to be able to, to do it. Mm-hmm. I I started running and I would like be on the treadmill talking to myself. You can do it. I'm running super, super slow, but one more lap, Trisha. And this is a personal training gym. So it wasn't one of those packed gyms where there was a lot of people, but periodically there would be people hearing me talking to myself, like one more (laughs) lap, Trisha. (laughs) And I eventually took it outside as things got warmer. And I um, listened to some music that was very helpful. Um, I can't even remember the name of it. It's, there's an Eminem song that came just at the right moment. Um, it's the one that has mom's spaghetti on it, but I can't remember the name of it. <laughs> anyway, it's a really like, I'm going to show you I can do this kind of song. And yeah. it was right at the right moment where I wanted to give up. And so I would hear this song and that would like, oh, hey, Trifon, you can do this. And I could run a little bit further. And I finally, it took me two months, but I learned to run 3.1 miles. And then they had a um, training plan that I think they gave it to us in April. So that's when I went back to swimming. I hadn't swam since high school. I, I was a high school swimmer for a couple of years. 
And uh, I got this plan and they had meetings and I went to like every meeting that they had to teach us about how to become a triathlete. And, you know, they gave me the schedule and they said, Tricia, if you do everything on the schedule, you will cross that finish line. So I did everything on that schedule. If it said swim 500 yards, I swam. If it said bike 10 miles, I did that. Like whatever it was, I did it. And um, even on spring break, I, 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 I was at home and like I had to swim out. I think I was swimming in a reservoir or something. And, and my dad paddled beside me as I swam so that I could make sure I met my swim commitment for that time frame. And I was so... Like, I was really proud of myself for doing it, but I was also proud of my dad that he cared that much that he wanted to be by me to make sure that I could do that. So I had a lot of family support, um, but basically was doing everything that experts, I, you know, I hired experts and said, Trisha, here's all the things you need to do. And I did it. And um, the day of the triathlon, which June is the, 3rd, the New York City triathlon, by the way, we hadn't well, mentioned that. Was well, that this the is one? not the New York City. This was, oh, a, it, was okay. local, it was local. It was a Ridgefield try. Um, but my parents came from Indiana. Yeah. My my husband and my my two daughters were there, and it was June third, two thousand nineteen. And I went from like I I swam that. It was eight hundred yards. I rode my bike thirteen miles, and when I got on the bike, someone's like, "Hey, Trisha, you know, hey, she's got a flat," and I'm like, "Oh no." tire so I had to go back to get help on my bike they had to pump up my tire thankfully it was nothing I don't know what exactly happened but it, it got resolved mm -hmm. I rode my 13 miles as I was getting off my bike I fell which is embarrassing oh. um but I'm like don't touch me I'm okay because I didn't want to be disqualified <laughs> yeah and I put my bike away and people who I already knew who were way more in better shape than I do, they were finished. And I still had 3.1 miles to run. So they're cheering me on and I'm like, all right. And I, I end up crossing the finish line in under two hours, which was my goal. Like, I just want to finish in under two hours. And I was so like, oh my God, this is amazing. And my mom's like, so when is, when is this triathlon stuff going to be over? And I'm like, what do you mean? I've never felt better. I'm going to keep going. Yeah. And I ended up doing two more triathlons that season and on the, the third triathlon, I met my coach, my next coach, and he's like, hey, we need people to run the New York City Marathon to raise money for kids with cancer. And I was like, wow, that's an important thing for me. I, I personally had, a, sadly, many friends with kids that had cancer and one had recently passed away. So I was like really drawn to that. Mm. And I thought I would never run a marathon just for me because I don't think I could do it anyway. But if I had to run it for somebody else, I would. Mm. And so that was another miracle of <laughs> for, for me that year. And in November, I think 7th, 2018, I, my parents came, my family came, my mom and dad, my brother, his wife, like everybody flocked to New York City. And uh, I finished the New York City Marathon. And it was just like the most amazing mm. feeling of my entire life to have everybody mm. cheer you on and you like you had your name on it so like there was Trisha so complete stranger for screaming my name and cheering me wow. on and they were just it was so amazing and I thought once I crossed that finish line which seemed like the most impossible thing ever I thought I could be an Iron Man <laughs> at the time but I was yes. like I knew they had to run a marathon so I was like I just kept dreaming I just kept thinking mm -hmm. I can't believe I did that what else could, am I capable of and to run a marathon which 
I never imagined I could do because I was hurting so much. But once, once I gained the right strength and I was taking the right supplements and I did the work and I did the work I needed to do to be effective. Um, I mean, I wasn't winning the marathon, but just crossing that line mm. was a huge win Yep. because how many people run marathons? Not many. <laughs> Not many. And I raised $3,000 for kids with cancer. And that was, that was a huge motivator for me. Like I didn't want to let them down. Mm-hmm. Um, great organizations. Almost half the marathon is run by people who are running for charity. So it's a massive, massive fundraising effort. And mm-hmm. it's, it's just an amazing experience. Being in New York City that year was just the most amazing experience for our family. Amazing. Yeah, it's actually, it's a really huge event. I mean, for me to even know about it here in Australia, it's, uh, it's it speaks mounds of how big it is actually over there. So um, I think there were 45,000 people that <laughs> ran that year. I mean, it's something wow. crazy. It's something absolutely yeah. insane. It might, might have been 35,000, but whatever the number was, it mm. was crazy. And I did it last year as well, but we had nobody international because of the time we did we, COVID rules and yeah. like we wouldn't have international travelers until the day after the marathon. So uh, New York City lost a lot of money because they didn't have at least 10,000 international people mm. there running and so it was a little sad, but so you're you're starting to get like to to achieve these goals that you thought were impossible, which you know one by one you're sort of stacking it on each other. It's like you did your first triathlon, you did your second, you know, you did another, and you thought, oh, okay, this is opportunity to raise money. Then you did the impossible, uh, which uh, impossible. It's always like the I am possible comes to mind when I hear impossible, and you know, and you did that. You cross the line. You're a winner. Anyone who finishes it is a winner. Absolutely. <laughs> and so then you thought, cause I mean, you wear in for those who aren't what, uh, listening to the audio, she's wearing an Iron Man t-shirt. So then she's thinking, I'm going to become an Iron Man. Wait, what does that involve exactly? <laughs> well, the full, so what I didn't realize at the time that Iron Man is a brand. Mm. So um, they bought up all of these triathlons across the world. Um, but a full distance triathlon is 140.6 total miles. The first is 2.4 mile swim. Then you ride your bike for 112 miles and then you run a marathon, 26.2 miles. Yeah. So after I finished the New York City Marathon in 2019, I was like, whoa, I can finish a marathon. I know I can do all the other stuff. So let me just see what it would take. And I hired a triathlon coach and uh, he kind of was like, all right, well, let's get you started. Like, we're not going to do this in a week, <laughs> a month. And um, I ended up working with him through my first 70.3, which is half of that distance. So I swam 1.2 miles. I biked 56 miles. And then I ran a half uh, marathon. But that year, I mostly walked. It was the Patriot half at Massachusetts. It was awesome. Um, and I was totally destroyed by it um I did not part one of the disciplines of triathlon is actually food (laughs) how you fuel yourself through the triathlon is critically important and I had the wrong fuel and I was just disaster during the run but I finished before the cutoff which was (laughs) three (laughs) o'clock and my again my family was there to cheer me on um but I I was like all right I need more practice I need more help and assistance and so I hired a different coach and she put me through the ringer, like a lot, like double the amount of training I was doing. I was doing like 10,000 meters this year. 
uh, uh, like a week minimum was 10,000 meters. And I, I was swimming like maybe 3,000 the year before. So I really improved my swimming strength and biking I improved. So I did the Chattanooga Ironman brand. So it was a still 70.3 triathlon. I did that in May. And, you know, you cross the finish line and they go, you are an Ironman 70.3. So I was like, okay, I heard that I'm an Ironman. I feel good, but it's still not like the full distance one. <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm right now, I'm just kind of contemplating what am I, what am I going to do? Cause I've done two 70.3s. It's a challenging distance. It takes a lot out of a person to do that long. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, later this summer, I did a, a hundred mile bike ride, which is the first time I had ever ridden a hundred miles before, just to see like how my body would feel after riding a hundred miles. And it's yes. pretty tired. So I'm like, do I really want to run a marathon after doing a hundred <laughs> miles on the bike? Yeah. Um, but anybody who, all my new friends, my Ironman friends are like, <laughs> oh, it's so different when you're training for the Ironman because you're really ready. Like you weren't training to run a marathon after your hundred mile bike ride. You were just training to ride the hundred mile bike ride. So mm -hmm. I'm still considering next September doing my first full distance Ironman, but it takes, it takes a lot of time from the family to be able to do that. Um, there's a lot of six hour bike rides, which I tend to do while the kids are at school. So that's convenient. Um, there's like two hour runs and plus two hour bike rides. And, um, and it's a lot of mindset. So mm -hmm. there's a lot of alone time when you're training, uh, especially because I'm not that fast. So, <laughs> so I don't have that many people who want to ride bikes with me <laughs> or run because uh, my speed is is relatively slow. But I don't really, I'm not upset with myself. I mean, I'm just kind of starting in this journey. Most people have at least one of those skills. Like they were an amazing swimmer. They were an amazing biker or they were an amazing runner. And I started from zero. So I'm really proud of where I am, mm -hmm. but I just had to decide for me, like, what's, do I really want to do a full distance Ironman? Here's what it's going to take. So um, I did sign up to run a marathon in January though. So I'm going to Miami to nice. run uh, Miami uh, marathon in January with some friends which sounds crazy because I would have never thought that I would be like signing up for another marathon, but I didn't feel like raising $3,000 again. So mm -hmm. <laughs> now that it wasn't for a great cause, but like I've done New York city marathon now twice, I figured I would try a new location. Yeah. And so is that a 70.3 scenario or is that? No, this is a marathon. It's only a marathon. So I will oh, okay. be swimming or biking. It's a 26.2 miles. Um, and then I really just need to look at races for next year to see. And the race that I wanted to repeat, Patriot Half, which was mm. awesome. My cousin's getting married that day. So I, I can't do that race. It's in the same town, yeah. incidentally. But uh, I can't do that 70.3 triathlon and go to the wedding at the same day. That That's no, not going to work. Or not well, even the so. day after, you'd be absolutely destroyed. <laughs> no, I, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. happen. So, but mm -hmm. I think what's really important that I want to make sure everybody understands is life doesn't end when you get married. Your life doesn't end when you get married or have kids. You're still allowed to dream about something for you. And I kind of lost that. I lost that identity because I was, you know, I had, you know, traumas, issues that were going on in my life that took that away. And, you know, I'm, I know I'm super lucky to have had an amazing childhood and parents who believed in me and poured into me and told me I could be anything I wanted. 
So it was not that it was, you know, the issues from work and then, you know, the, the injuries that really took a, a huge toll on my mental and physical um, self. But once you kind of like can dig out of that hole and realize it's not over, like you're not over. Something might've happened to you, but it's not the end of you. As long as you're breathing, you can still dream of something to do for you that brings you joy. And my family sees that this brings me joy. Mm. I'm a happier person. And they also know that as important as they are, my health is the number one thing, because if I let that go again, um, the family is majorly impacted. And I don't think my little one, she doesn't really remember that much of how the endings were, but my husband and my parents and my older daughter remember, you know, me, me just not being able to do much of anything. So I think it's really important for, you know, any person, but especially moms out there to know when kids, you know, you tell your kids to go dream, like you could be anything you want, but if they don't see you working towards your own personal dream, it's kind of, I don't know, you everything that you do, they watch. So if they see you working towards something that's important, then they recognize, Hey, yeah, when I'm, when I'm a mom, I can, I can have a dream too, or I can work towards something that's important. So as important as your husband and your kids are your spouse, whatever, they're not more important than you. And there's times obviously during a newborn where their needs are always going to come first. Like, don't get me wrong. I, I'm never going to forget about that time as a newborn where literally you're just trying to keep this human alive. Um, but there's more moments of your life where you have opportunities. If you're willing to say, I'm important. My dreams matter too. I'm a person that I need to take care of me as a person so that I can be better for me and everybody else too. Amazing. Thank you. <laughs> because that's that in itself is massive. You know, I, I hear it all the time, like women in their, you know, even in their thirties, forties, uh, that, uh, what could I do now? Like, or, you know, like they just think that they're so late in life and it's like, you have so much more life to live and you can juggle those commitments. Like you said, you can't go, you can't do the triathlon you want to do or the marathon you want to do, but you did a, that, that hundred mile bike ride you did recently. I remember you made a sacrifice to do that because it was important to you. You made, you chose to, yeah, uh, I did not go on a camping trip with my girls. I asked in advance. I said, listen, I go camping with my daughter pretty monthly. And then in summer, I spend a week with the scouts. Um, but I said, like this weekend, it was also my high school 30 year reunion. So I said, well, that's easier to say no to than my daughter's camping trip. Because yeah. <laughs> I'd have to travel to Indiana for that. Yeah. But I said to my girls, I go, do you want mommy to come camping with you this weekend? Or do you want me to ride my 100 mile bike ride? Knowing that they knew that I had to build that skill. And they're like, oh, you can ride your, you can ride your bike that weekend, mommy. And I was like, great. Well, that's nice. Yeah. So, but yeah, there's tons of times where you have to pick and choose because you can't be everything and everywhere all the time. So there will be times where I say no to bike rides and no to running and no to other things so that I can do family stuff. But I do my absolute best to uh, be where I need to be when it's most important for me. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's finding that balance in your life and in your schedule. And I think probably a lot of moms are thinking, well, how do you find the time to do all of this training for these marathons, Tricia? 
Well, right now my kids are old enough that they, I do almost everything while they're in school, except for the weekends. And usually they're sleeping when I'm training. So it's not that challenging. I also do have a spouse. So if I have to do a long bike ride on the weekends, he's responsible while I'm gone. Um, I know that's not easy if you don't have a spouse to help with that, uh, but trade, trade with a friend, you know, trade one Sunday, you'll, you'll watch their kids on Saturday while you ride your bike and vice versa or, or do whatever you need to do. But usually it's the school time stuff. So summer is a little bit more challenging, but again, they tend to sleep in. I let them sleep. So I'm like, all right, you're going to sleep in. I can get up early and get my workouts done because it's hot here anyway. I want to get them done before it's too hot. Um, and they're older now. I think, I don't know that I would have um, felt I could do this when they were little, but there are plenty of times I've seen people running with their baby in a stroller. Um, yeah. So I think whatever you decide is a priority, you find a way to get it done. And once I decided this was a priority, I put it in my calendar and I moved other things around so that I could get all the, like the most critical things done, done because it was important to me. And mm -hmm. I, it's also really important to share what's important to you with your family. So we have family meetings on Sundays and I'm like, all right, what's going on this week? And, you know, my daughter this week has three volleyball games. And so I wanted to make sure that was in my calendar so I could be there for those. And I knew that the workout I had to do for my, my, my marathon training. So it was a little bit of, here's all the things that are happening. All right. What, where, where can I fit my schedule, my training schedule around the family so that I, I can still get it done and the family doesn't fall apart. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, but sometimes I can't do something that I might want to do because mm. there's something that's more important and you just have to prioritize your life. It's most important. Um, yes. But I hope people prioritize their health because there's always time for you. There really is always time. Even when you have a newborn, <laughs> even when you think you have a crazy job, um, you, you are in charge of you and don't let anybody take that power away and, and say they own your time because you own your time. Mm. You are a superwoman, Trisha. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Showing that, that, you know, you can do whatever you set your mind to. And, you know, if, um, I mean, I, following Trisha just I'm encouraging you to follow Trisha if you're interested in watching a journey because it is she posts the good times and the bad times and you know most people are thinking how do you stay disciplined and it's like well it's not all rosy um you know she she did do a hundred mile bike ride and felt pretty destroyed after that and uh <laughs> I mean kudos to you you know if you're if you're doing the maths in Australian like kilometers like oh just double it and add some change and that is a lot <laughs> you know, to, to get your head around doing. So, wow. Um, where do we go from here? I, I think we, we've covered so much great information and, and you've shared so much with us, which I want to thank you so much for. Um, before I let you go, though, I must ask you, what does summoning your superhuman mean to you? For me, it, it was digging deep when you thought you couldn't go one more step and like just saying I can do this there have been moments um actually when I was in Spain going down this mountain and I was scared out of my mind it was going so fast and I'm holding onto the bike and I'm braking as hard as I can without trying to like die going down this mountain and I just said 
you can do it, you can do it, you can do it, you can do it. And I was, it was, I was saying it so fast. I'm sure I was screaming it out loud too. Um, positive, like just your mind is so powerful and your body is not as strong as your mind. And your body sometimes wants to give up when your mind knows there's more to it, you can do it. And I think summoning your superpower is led, letting your mind own that next step and say, you're committed, you've got this, you can do this. Now, I, I don't mean to say to work through massive pain or anything like that, like you have to be smart, but if it's just, I'm scared and I'm nervous, that's when you summer that, summon that like, da, 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 I've got this, I can do this. And you summon, you summon your superpower. You say, no, I've got this. If it's that important to me, I'm going to figure out a way, find a way to succeed. So that's what that means to me. Amazing. Yeah. Obviously that's been a huge catalyst and, and a huge super powering um, energy that has been the, the backwind. I'm trying to think the word, but like when you've got the wind behind you, when you're riding, um, it really has propelled you to greater heights. So I commend you for all your efforts and I'm glad to hear that you're proud of yourself because it is very inspiring to even see your journey from the other side of the world. So thank you again, Trisha, for your time and sharing your story today. And please, I encourage you to connect with her, watch her journey. It's just, yeah, it's very, very cool to watch. Thank you. It was a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Superhuman, if you are not motivated to kick things into gear, pun intended, after listening to Trisha, I mean, honestly, and I mean, you should honestly <laughs> follow her on her social media because she, that's where she really keeps it real. You know, we've, we've talked about it today and this is as raw and as beautiful as it gets. You know, we've really stripped back the layers of her journey, her story, and in a condensed fashion, of course. But you can just imagine the trials and tribulations that she's experienced over the years, the the process of just so many different emotions and many curveballs and she just cops it on the chin like honestly she's just a, a beautiful soul and I hope that you took some pearls of wisdom from her today as I have you know she's just a shining example of someone who has their priorities in check so she puts herself first but also it's for the benefit of those she loves most as well. Like, it's just, it's very, very refreshing to see. So I hope that you can take away something there for you. Uh, please do share, you know, anything that you, particular that you took away from this episode and, and share it with anyone else that you feel would be interested in this. Um, I've got some stellar guests lined up for upcoming episodes, so... Trisha is just the recommencement of of those resilient superhumans to come so I hope you enjoyed today and until next time superhuman strengthen your mind body and soul muscles stay amazing <laughs>